The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there's spoilers and and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to Extra Credits. Kerwin, what are we talking about today? All right, so today we're talking about uh, an action scene, uh, one of the most prominent action sequences from uh, The Matrix Reloaded. You know, I'm Kerwin, obviously. Erica's here with me. Who else is here today? Roll call. This is Jason. (laughs) All right, Jason, glad to have you here. Who else is here? We got Kyle over here. Kyle, what is happening? And uh, we got Holly on the blue mic. Hell yeah. My favorite people are here today. (laughs) Mugs, we miss you. Do we really? But not that much. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. We miss Mugga. All right, so today we're going to talk about the um, the car chase scene from The Matrix Reloaded, uh, the sequel to The Matrix, critically acclaimed box office, you know, changed uh, Hollywood in the uh, early 2000s for sure. But um, yeah, we're going to get into that movie, and one of the most uh, prominent scenes of that movie is the car chase scene that takes place after uh, our heroes kind of escape the Merovingian's palace and his restaurant. A uh, scene involves Trinity, the keymaker, and Morpheus escaping from uh, various agents and uh, law enforcement. This sequence is actually 14 minutes long, uh, and it took a whole entire year to plan and seven weeks to shoot. For this sequence... The filmmakers thought about where could they possibly find a freeway or a highway that they could shut down for 10 weeks of filming. Uh, they looked all over the U.S. They chose the U.S. specifically for um, you know left-hand drive cars as well as stunt drivers because that's our main export worldwide Hollywood is stunt drivers for whatever reason. So they did actually find a place in uh, Ohio. They found a freeway in Ohio, but because of the freezing temperatures and the fact that they would have to deal with local uh, traffic law enforcement, it didn't logistically make sense for them to do it at an actual, you know, on an actual freeway. So what they decided was, let's just build our own freeway. Hmm. So the freeway you see in this scene is uh, 100% built from scratch, uh, and it's uh, one and a half miles long. The freeway that they built was actually built uh, on an old airplane runway at former Alameda Naval Air Station in Alameda, California. Everything about this set, from the road signs all the way down to the trash on the road, was designed. Uh, the walls of the freeway were actually made of plywood so they could get to the set easily in case of emergencies. You know, that's just kind of how they went about building the set. But um, this was my favorite sequence of the movie. What do you guys think about this sequence? I like the scene a lot, um, but I don't know. One pet peeve I have about this movie is those twins that turn into like ghosts. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they call them in the movie. With the dreads. Yeah, with the dreads. I don't know. Something about them like, okay, I know like, there's all the slow-mo and a lot of stuff. I mean, of course, it's very fictitious, but that, I just feel like, takes it way over the top. It kind of takes me out of the movie sometimes. Other than that, like, this scene, um, I, I now kind of rewatching it as we just did, um, you can see some of the CGI is a little dated. But, yes. yeah, it's a, it's a little dated, but I think the concept is super cool. I think it keeps with the trilogy. Um like even like the agents kind of when they turn from like, you know, regular people driving the trucks or cars into agents again, some of the CGI is kind of dated, but they're like blobs. They look like blobs. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. But I, I mean, this scene is definitely the focal point of the movie. Um, if I'm ever, if this movie's ever on TV, I'm definitely waiting till this scene comes on before I change the channel or, or turn it off. But I like it a lot. I don't know what you guys think. 
You actually read this movie again, didn't you? Yeah, and I'll probably watch it after after this because I do. Matrix is is probably one of my favorite trilogies, but I mean, the first one I feel like is my favorite movie. But this is again, it's the second movie, and it's probably my second favorite. Just and this scene is probably a lot of why I like it. So for this scene, they ended up going through about three hundred cars uh, for the sequence alone. And, I'm not uh, surprised. They, yeah, they uh, <laughs> they fucked up a lot of cars. Um, they had four main cars. So the Cadillac uh, CTS that you see Trinity driving, they had four different versions of that car with uh, various amounts of bullet damage. So I guess maybe if you're a script supervisor or a stunt coordinator, you had to figure out which car would be driven at any point in time. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who plays Trinity, did do a lot of her own driving in the Cadillac CTS uh, with stunt coordinator driving behind her in the back seat. So what they did was they actually built a miniature steering wheel uh, for the back seat and he would be able to steer in case uh, things needed to be done exactly or they were too difficult for the actor. So that's backseat driving for real. Um, (laughs) And then um, they actually hired 200 extras to drive as civilians to simulate normal traffic. Um, according to Lawrence Fishburne, uh, one of the extras got so excited that he was in a movie, he started driving like an idiot, and when he saw a car parked on the side of the road, it was a cop car, he ended up wrecking the car because he thought it was a real cop and like slammed on his bra- brakes and everything. So it's that oh, type shit. of enthusiasm that we like here. That's exactly what they want. Um, you know, <laughs> speaking all of, in. Yeah, speaking of people doing their own driving, uh, Fishburne, um, Carrie Ann Moss, they did take a, um, and the twins, the actors that play the twins, they did do, they did take a uh, stunt driving course in California. It was a three day stunt driving course, and Carrie Ann Moss actually did a lot of her own drifting, sliding, all that other stuff in, in the car. So, Put her in yeah. the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? She did a lot of her own stuff. Drift queen. But for uh, the Ducati scenes, she actually had to relearn how to ride a motorcycle. She'd ridden bikes when she was younger, but. Um, as an adult, she had to kind of start from the bottom up. So the stunt coordinator had to have her drive like smaller bikes. Like a bird. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so she you just see her on the streets on the bird. Yeah. She had to just input it in the app. And <laughs> Scan it in. The movie starts out with her riding a bike, too, Then she right? got a jump bike. Yeah. So the movie starts out. And I think um, that took her six months of training to, the, to do the opening scene Jesus. where she crashes the bike, yeah. But for this particular scene, um, she did some of the drive or some of the riding on the motorcycle, but she was replaced uh, for the more difficult maneuvers of the bike by Debbie Evans, who's a uh, professional observed trials rider champion, who's also stunt ridden in over 200 films. Oh. Get it, Debbie. Yeah. Get him, Debbie. Debbie killed it. She did. Personally, I love this scene. I love the entire, I guess, sequence of events that lead to this scene. Like this is one of my favorite action scenes in movies. Period. I would put this in like my top ten or top five. Like from Neo having the fight in the Merovingians mansion, all the way to Neo coming to save Morpheus and the Keymaker on top of the the semi trucks. I would say this is in my like top ten or top five action sequences of all time. Like say what you want about the movie, but like I love this action sequence. Hmm. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was interesting. I'm going to agree with Jason. I don't think the CGI ages very well, no. like watching this, because I haven't seen Matrix Reloaded since it came out. Um, so this is my second time probably seeing this scene, and it's just watching it now. I was taking notes, and I just I don't think like the actual fight sequence itself on top of the semi-truck like, ages really well. It's a good good concept, good idea. Um, but I just, I think like it now with the advancements that we have in CGI, it's just, you know, it's right. one of those things. like. But yeah. I'm sure, like, for the time, it was, like, super oh, progressive. 100%. People probably, like, their minds were blown like, from oh seeing this. And They're fighting on a semi-truck! <laughs> it's moving! Yeah, so I actually 
I've never seen any of the Matrix what? trilogy or anything. Oh my god! Because um, I was once again Jason's clutching his get out of your car. <laughs> I was pretty young when I when it came out, but like uh, I knew of it and I know like certain parts of it. But seeing this this scene in the movie, it actually kind of made me super interested in it. I mean, it was it seemed like a very intricate. You could I could tell when you said that it took about a year or so to plan. I see that. I mean, yeah. it's super intricate. There's like so many moving parts, so many components, but. For, at the very least, I can appreciate that for what it is. Um, I think there are a few, like, a little bit more cheesier parts. I didn't realize that the Matrix had, like, ghost people in it. Yeah. So weird. It was a little weird. We it was a little weird um, but I think on top... Uh, that's being said, it was still a really well-put-together scene, so I, I appreciate it for what it is. So yeah. I, I have a question for Kerwin, because I'm curious. So, in the first Matrix... When Trinity and Neo walk into the building to save Morpheus, and they have like they each have the two bags full of guns, and it's just like crazy. Then Morpheus is chained up, like Neo's in the helicopter. They have the minigun, and they're just like blasting away. That's probably my favorite scene of the trilogy. Where do you put this scene in the trilogy? Now I know you said it was top ten of like all time, but like we're like. Of the trilogy, do you put the the from the first Matrix? I feel like that was pretty revolutionary. Like, I saw it in theaters. I don't know if you did too, Kerwin, but when I saw it in theaters, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, this is my number one movie. Was now. that the scene where they like shoot it and then he like does the Matrix? That, like the back bend. So, yeah. so what I'm talking about like, is it's so, not a visual podcast, but I just leaned back. Like, <laughs> they could feel that. They felt that. I'm okay. sure they did. So Trinity and Neo like walk into the bottom of this building and they're like going through security and of course all the alarms are going off and like because they have all these guns and they just start shooting and everything starts falling apart TSA was going wild (laughs) but then Morpheus is sitting up top and all these agents are around him and he's sitting there and he's handcuffed to a chair and Neo comes up in this helicopter with a minigun which is like a Gatling gun and he just starts shooting and like there's all this water like around Morpheus. You just see all the bullets, like everything's coming up. You see like it trips up agents. You just see Morpheus just sitting there just like, you can tell like he's like really out of it. He's super sweaty, he's just really out of it. And then like Morpheus just like, like rips his hands apart, breaks the cuffs and then jumps out of the window and Neo catches him because Neo's strapped into the helicopter and catches him. And I'm like, I don't know. That scene that did it for me. That was like I love the Matrix. That was really yeah. beautiful. Moment. For me, for me, it's it's the the fight at the mansion and the chase. It's this scene. Okay, like, right. it's that's like I'd that's ask. like out of the trilogy and just like of all time. But just just because like the amount of stuff that went into it and just you're watching this movie and I don't think I've ever seen a movie where like an action scene lasts like this long. It's a right? long time because like it's it literally goes from them at the restaurant meeting Monica Bellucci. Um, you know, if we ever do a review of this movie, we'll talk about why there's ghosts because there are werewolves and vampires right before this sequence. Great, because Twilight. Twilight, yeah, because yeah, they they talk about like um, I guess programs in the Matrix that are faulty. Um, they say like, oh, where do you think all these myths come from? They're from faulty programs that create glitches in the Matrix. That's why you have like ghosts and monsters and all that other shit. But like, um, just like that whole, the staircase fight all the way up to the chase, all the way up to the fight with Morpheus. And I think was it like Agent Johnson or something like that? Like just that whole stretch is, is one of my favorites. And just the car scene alone is 14 minutes. So like add that to the, the staircase fight and everything else, you got like yeah. 20 minutes of like straight action. And I, I totally agree with you. I think the action is dated. I think if any series of films needs like a special edition, shout mm-hmm. out George Lucas, ILM, like it should be The Matrix. Because right. like we talk about this a lot, but that uh, the playground fight with Neo oh, and the Hunter Smiths. It's one of the worst. It's, oh, it's awful. It looked, it looked perfectly fine when it was real. 
And then for whatever reason, they switched to, to CGI at that moment. And it you just, just... You just drop your head and you're just like, why did you guys do it? It's a PS2 yeah. game. It's, it's, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it's I feel like that's how this action sequence was on top of the semi. Like, it just all of a sudden looked like a video game. Like, yeah, like, especially yeah. when they crash into each other and right. blow up. Yeah, like, that whole scene, like, Lawrence Fishburne, of course, you know, all the actors, they did their own martial arts scenes and their fight scenes, choreographed scenes, but that was done on a separate uh, blue screen soundstage. Um, kind of getting back into the cars. So the cars you see uh, our characters driving, you see the CTS, the silver car that Trinity's driving, and then I think it's uh, the, the XTS or the EXT, the mm -hmm. Cadillac EXT with yep. the bed. Um, those weren't even out yet. So what happened was the filmmakers, they went to GM and said, like, hey, can you supply us with cars for this? And GM said, hey, okay, cool. Why don't you take Cadillacs? Because Cadillacs image is kind of dipped in the early 2000s, late 90s, and we want to make it kind of, you know, hip. That's, uh, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers right now. It's not a visual podcast. Yeah, you got to tell them what you're doing. Yeah, I don't say hip, trust me. Um, unless I'm talking about my leg or something. But <laughs> You say it all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm you're hip. hip. I'm young. I'm so hip. Can't you tell by my language that I'm using? <laughs> but um, yeah, so they went to they went to GM. GM suggested that they went with Cadillacs. And um, so the filmmakers, they had a chance to go up to Detroit, uh, meet with GM, General Motors, and get a look at the new Cadillacs that were coming out. So what you see in the film, uh, those vehicles weren't even released yet. So GM had to custom build uh, prototype models that functioned specifically for the Matrix. And, and I think they used, they actually used like Chevrolets to build uh, the the ETX uh, SUV that you see the twins driving. Yeah. That's what they had to use for this particular scene. Do you know what other movie that came out the same year used the CTS? What? Bad Boys 2. Oh, <laughs> snap. That's Mike, for you, that's Mike for you, Lowry. Mike that's for you, Muggs. <laughs> Your favorite movie. Bad, hey, Bad Why? Boys 2 is a classic. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I like Bad Boys 2. I'm just saying, this <laughs> just scene... Just words, bad boys too. That's my input. <laughs> Every time we say we get 10 cents. I'm just saying, in this 14-minute car chase, how many flipped cars do you We're think there were? You're keeping a tally. There's the a lot. Entire time. Uh, tell us. There was nine. You think that's enough? No. no. Honestly, I don't think it's We were cheering for more. for more. Like, we were hoping every we single car more. that shot, we, want we wanted it to flip. Every <laughs> single time, like, that semi, when he, like, did that aggressive maneuver, I was like, there's going to be three more car flips when this flip, happens. Flip, uh, car. Yeah, so, like, a lot, of the, a lot of the, like, vehicles were kind of outfitted with, like, custom... You know, uh, like materials. Roll cages. Yeah, yeah like you know, roll cage. yo, Oh yeah. Speaking of roll cages, like um, every single stunt driver in this sequence had their own custom built roll cage. I guess that's a thing in Hollywood where, like, oh. if you're a, if you're a particular kind of driver or you're doing a particular kind of stunt, you have a custom built roll cage for that car. So not only did they have to get all these cars, but they had to outfit them specifically for the kind of stunt and you know the size, weight, height of the driver for right. every single car, which is pretty cool. And then um, like the big rigs, if you see them like slide over or move around, um, they actually had um, custom built, um, I guess, axles on, on the rear of the, the trailer so that they could uh, flip over on command. And then when you see cars flip over, um, there Which is a, a lot of there is a scene where they didn't uh, they didn't rotoscope out one of the ramps. You can see the car like hit a ramp that's on that's on the divider and it flips over. You can see it in the shot. But for the scene in particular where one of the agents jumps onto another car and then jumps onto Trinity's car, um, 
if the cars Fred that Astaire. yeah the cars that jump off <laughs> they call them Fred Astaire affectionately yeah. yeah. yes. singing in the rain I love how like Fred Astaire goes downstairs and his name is like Fred Astaire that's <laughs> that's pretty cool but like um, when you see those cars flip over they're actually flipping on ramps that are being dragged behind the cars they're driving behind mm. so the cars the cars that they're driving behind are dragging ramps along the freeway and they have to speed up and hit those ramps in order to get those flips and make them possible uh, the other thing too is um, when you see the agent jump on the hood of the car and kind of smash the hood um, they did that with a uh, pneumatic cannon that had like a time release so they I guess trigger a remote or something like that and the pneumatic cannon would go off crushing the hood crashing all the windows breaking all the glass and causing the the car to flip simultaneously while ejecting the front bumper. So like that one device did all that damage for that particular scene and then they just um, they just composited the agent jumping on and off onto the other car. Hmm. Um, and then on top of that, um, I think it was a while ago, we were chilling at Mug's place and we were watching a commercial and we saw that exact same footage used. So there's an AT&T commercial that talks about texting and driving that takes the exact scene oh. where the agent jumps onto another car. Stop. I can't stop. We I got, thought you were going to say the Morpheus scene where he's in between two big rigs doing the split. Oh, we're going to talk about Jean-Claude that. That's a Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> Volvo <laughs> commercial. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. No, but um, and you're the one saying this group doesn't break into song. We break into song all the time. But yeah, it's a AT and T uh, PSA about texting and driving. So there's somebody driving. So they use that a car. Matrix Reloaded as a teachable <laughs> yeah. moment. They use the footage, and what they do is they they take the agent out of the footage, the police car. They dress it up with luggage on top to cover the lights, and then all you see is the car that that pretty much has the pneumatic cannon in it. It runs into a CGI text bubble that says "on my what," and then oh, like the car this. hits it, oh and it flips over. Yeah. And then you wait. see, yeah, you see the same cars <laughs> flip over in the background. And you're right, Kyle. It Stop. says you can wait. They reuse the same footage. <laughs> All they had to show was Morpheus's seatbelt getting cut. And That's it. That point, and that no, would Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my cell phone would have been on the passenger seat. But um. Uh, I guess AT&T owns Time Warner, and I guess yes. that's why they were able to use that footage, so yes. that's a thing. Um, and you said something about Morpheus and like a seatbelt. Oh no, they cut his seatbelt, and I literally wrote in my notes, not my seatbelt. <laughs> Me and Holly look at each other and gasp. We're like, <laughs> the safety element of this movie is taking like, cars, being, eyes, cars but not being flipped. My yeah. so well, so I mean, forth. it's a good thing Morpheus is strapped, so it's oh, all good. My God. <laughs> okay, so, okay, speaking of Morpheus. I just took a drink, you can't do that shit. <laughs> I get it now. I get Yo. It. But, okay, but speaking of Morpheus's fine moment in this 14 minute sequence. Okay, so Morpheus oh. sticks his katana in the side oh, of the fucking oh. thank you thank you semi. <laughs> thank you his arm is not long enough to reach halfway down the side of the trailer right because he he leans over and he's just like wink and he puts it in the side i'm like bro your arm is not long enough because when he jumps down he's a full body length he's right. below the top of the semi yeah so i'm like what did you do some of us yeah. are born with orangutan arms <laughs> no no mr fantastic's not in this movie like that's not happening and then like he jumps down he jumps down picks up old bling and like flings him onto the old bling <laughs> <laughs> That's who oh. picked up. Yes. The old no. bling maker. Yeah. The no. bling maker. I thought you were talking about the sword. <laughs> no, bling, the person. God. Yeah, so he, he flips the key maker onto the semi. Bling. 
<laughs> he flips bling. Okay. He flips old bling. bling onto the semi. And then he fights he fights the agent. You know, he kind of gets bested. And then at one point, um, he does like a flip or whatever. Um, and he hangs off the side. And then he grabs the sword out. But like he's reaching over with his arm again because most of his torso is on the top of the trailer. So I'm like, how the fuck did you reach down there again to grab the sword? The it's matrix. almost like elbow down. Like he's like creasing with like the corner of the, the, the trailer of the truck. It's like, okay, how did you just stand on that and be like a whole body length below like two minutes ago and now you just reach down like effortlessly and grab the sword out? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that like because even when I was a kid, That's I was just like, that doesn't make sense. That's your inconsistency. <laughs> no, no, that, no everything else is spot on. Hold I mean, on. No, there, that's the one of them. The whole and just landing casually while you're holding onto the side of a movie. But there, I mean, fuck it. Okay, but that's the thing, though. It's just like, um, they're in the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the filmmakers, they said, you know, while people are in the Matrix, they have superpowers. They can do impossible right, things. They, they get can do long relic- ass arms. Yeah. So they, <laughs> what they said is, what they said is, they wanted if they're going to do a car action scene, it has to kind of be the the relative equivalent of what a hand to hand combat scene would be. So it has to be more ridiculous. It has to be more fantastic. It has to be more out of this world in order for them, because you, you don't want to do a regular ass chase scene in the Matrix. Right. Like shit has to flip. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. And I was in, I was here for every single, I was cheering for more. Yeah. <laughs> Let's and be real. We want more. Sorry. Trinity's a badass in the scene though. Like she was killing it though. Um, but yeah, um, if you look closely, you can see a lot of errors like you guys were talking about. Um, there's a scene where you can see kind of the Bay Bridge in the background uh, during, I think, um, the golden SUV when it flips over. Even though the Matrix City is nowhere near water, there's... Uh, like bridge a, over there's water. an ocean bridge, bridge over troubled waters. And then um, when Morpheus and the agent are meeting on top of the semi truck, you see I think there's a sign, a freeway sign. I forget what the name of the the sign is, but um, they'll show it in the background uh, against Morpheus, and then the camera flips, and then it's behind the agent too. Oh. Yeah. So what they did was for this scene, they filmed a lot of it. It's a mile and a half, so they filmed it going one way, and then they filmed other footage going the other way. Uh, you know, like we said, there's a lot of CGI in there. Half the cars were CGI, so a lot of the stuff when Trinity's on the bike zooming through vehicles, half those cars are CGI, and they oh. did that by um, putting choreographed markers on the road, so that when Carrie Ann Moss or her stunt driver were speeding along, they knew what sections of the road to avoid, because that's where the CGI cars would be. I mean, that's pretty much the scene for the most part, but they did destroy this whole set um, after the movie was done. But they built it for the scene. And they destroyed it. They demolished it afterwards. Um, I guess at the time, and maybe even still, it's the largest uh, film set ever created, Hmm. mile and a half long. Don't and it had a, I think it was a three lanes going both ways. Also, uh, all the overpasses you see, power lines, etc., those are all fake. I think there was only there's only like one or two exits along the entire path. But if you saw an overpass, it was fake. And then wow. um, yeah, so they did destroy it. But uh, the MythBusters team came back. Who was it? Adam and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they came back a couple years later. I don't know when, and they actually tested to see what the reaction would be if two semis crash into each other. So they actually did test that. On they, that course. Yeah. They came back to the same location. I don't know how much of that mile and a half road was left, but they did test out to see, uh, you know, what would happen if two big rig semis. Was it the not the Peterbilt kind, but the the flat front kind crashed into each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. And. And uh, that's where my research stopped. 
Oh. I had to finish <laughs> the movie. At the crescendo. At the crescendo, your <laughs> research stops. Yeah, I had I had to All I had right. to move it along. Great. Just consider this the trailer for when we do get into that. Oh, okay. yeah, that's I was true. just gonna say, because when I talked about Mythbusters when we were talking about But that was a full episode though. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about um The Room. Alcatraz, the Alcatraz, rock. Alcatraz, the rock. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. I mean I I didn't skimp you on the details. Oh, that was a full episode, but okay. This is 20... Gotta use your big boy voice. I don't have a big boy voice. (laughs) That's about it. That's what I got for this. I just think you forgot Morpheus's sexy sunglass removal. Sexy sunglass removal. Yo, okay. Yeah. There's no gravity in the Matrix, I'm assuming, because Neo could just fly like Superman. Those were double monocles being being stripped off of his face. The Matrix. Double. They just stayed on. (laughs) But he did that thing where he like looked at the guy... Made consistent eye contact, one brisk movement. Oh, so taking the glasses off was actually Lawrence Fishburne's idea. Uh, Speaking of the scene you're talking about earlier, Jason, uh, where he's strapped to the chair, he's the only one in that whole scene that's not wearing glasses. Same thing with this particular scene. Him and the the key maker, even though the key maker does wear glasses. Old bling? Yeah, old bling. (laughs) Morpheus is the only one that's not wearing glasses the entire sequence because he wanted to make himself appear more vulnerable by being able to see the pupils and stuff. Um, You can relate to him on a more human level, so the threat appears much greater when you have him fighting against somebody whose eyes you cannot see. They appear more robotic, more machine-like, and it really kind of raises the stakes. His glasses. He can't see without his glasses. Thomas J. (laughs) Interesting thing, it's kind of weird that, like, this is one of your favorite scenes, but like Neo's not really even in it. And that's the thing too, it's just like, this is like the action scene in this movie and Keanu Reeves is not involved in it at all. Like Keanu well, he Reeves- He saves the day. Yeah, he well, does save the day. But Keanu said that um, when he's talking about uh, Carrie Ann Moss riding the Ducati, he said that he wasn't allowed to do anything. So he was there at one point, but he wasn't allowed to ride anything, sit in anything. He, he, <laughs> he got in trouble. Yeah. He got in trouble. He was only allowed to sit on the Ducati. He couldn't, he couldn't ride it. He wasn't allowed to do anything. He did something bad, yeah. He was in time out. He yeah. messed something up where he like ruined a $100,000 bike and they're like, Keanu, you can just sit on it. Well, I mean, he does have like a pretty big epic fight scene at the end of this movie. Well, and right before this, like the whole mansion scene yeah, is all true. about him. Yeah. So it only makes sense for like Trinity and Morpheus to kind of have their own thing and kind of show what they're good at. You know, mm-hmm. like Trinity, like killing it on the bike and driving, and then Morpheus having the one on one with the agent. And I think that's that's what a lot of movies don't do. They don't give secondary characters right. chances to shine. And I think you have to that's remove true. the main character enable uh, in order to put some emphasis on those side characters to show that they're just as capable. I'm talking to you, Dragon Ball Z. Goku's not the only the good character. They didn't want Duke Kaboom to crash another motorcycle. I want to know what he did to get put on timeout. Like, that's my question. We need to research this further. Yeah, we'll probably do this in the future. Yeah. <laughs>